הר אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של ערן וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש שמה שבארץ המה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו רם נחנו ממקור חוכמה רבנו נחנו נצגה. נא נח נחמה נחמה מאומה זכו אתם תגננו לכל יסקל אמן. So בעזרת השם we start to rachet. And it's going to be split up into three parts. So today we're going to go all the way up into section Zayin, section 7, or Zayin. So let's get started. Ra'iti v'hinei menorat zahav kula v'gula al rosha v'chule. It's in Zechariah that Zechariah says, I saw, behold, there was a golden menorah. It was entirely golden v'gula al rosha, and there was a bowl on the top of the menorah. So, let's see what... Rabbanu is going to use that. We're going to see that later. We're going to see the, the explanation of the Pasuk on the third day. But let's hop right into this Torah. Hine yekar genuch evenoha shekorin krechts meish Yisraeli kiyu shlemut achesonot. So Rabbanu says like this, Behold, you, the preciousness of the groan and the sigh of the Jew, which we call, the, in Yiddish they call this the krechts. Behold, we can't, Behold, Rabbanu says, there's so much Preciousness, Hashem values so much the sigh and the groaning of the Jew. Because Rabbeinu sets this up, he says that sighing is completing that which is lacking. It brings completion to that which is lacking. Because through the, the, the breath that one takes in, which is the spirit of life, this is what a person does whenever he sighs, he basically is uh, he's, um, he's drawing in breath and letting, in, letting out breath. Nivra um, Olam. So this breath that a person, this breath that a person is taking, this neshima, it's the spirit of life. Because through this breath, which is the spirit of life, the world was created. So Rabbanu is saying, with the same breath that a person sighs, um, that's the same breath that creates the world. It says, um, and the spirit of his mouth, Kotzvaam. Their entire hosts were created. So all the angels were created through this ruach uh, pith, which what we are going to describe as the, the neshima, the breath that a person takes in when he's sighing. And the re- revelation, the renewal of the world will also happen through the aspect of ruach, spirit. Send your spirit they'll be, and they'll be created. <clears throat> you, Hashem, you send your spirit and uh, they'll be created and you renew the face of the earth. So this renewal of the earth is going to happen through Ruach, which is what we are going to describe as this, um, this Nishima, this breath that a person does when he signs. This is also the life force and the vitality of a person. Because the life force of a person is breath. It says, as it says, he breathed into his nostrils the nishmat chayim, the soul of life. This is what Hashem Yitbarach did for Adam HaRishon when he created Adam. He breathed into him the soul of life. So this is what we, he breathed into him, meaning this, this breath that Hashem is drawing into this person is what creates, it, it, what he drew into Adam is what created him. All that is the soul of life, um, the soul and spirit of life in his nostrils. 
וכמו שאמרו חכמים, אז החכמים say, אם תחסר הנשימה, if breath is lacking, תחסר החיים, then life is lacking as well. נמצא כי כך יהיו כל הדברים הוא בשמינת רוח. So we find that the essence of the life force of every single thing is the, is, uh, the aspect of spirit. And whenever there's something lacking, um, in, and if, there's, uh, if something is lacking something, what it's lacking is the life force of that matter, of that thing. So if, some, if I'm lacking something, for example, Rabbeinu is saying, what I'm lacking is uh, my life force. שהוא בחינת הרוח חיים של אותו הדבר, this is the life spirit of that thing, לאשר הרוח הוא המקיים הדבר. This is because um, הרוח, the spirit, brings existence to that thing that we're talking about. וההנחה הוא עריכת הנשימה. And what's הנחה, the sign, is the lengthening of this breath. It's the extension of this breath. והוא בבחינת ערך אפיים. And this is the aspect of patience. ערך אפיים. And we're going to see with, uh, how Rabbeinu does this. Hanu ma'arich ruche. What this means is extended ruach. Erech apayim, patience or um, slow to anger, is the aspect of extended ruach. Now Rabbeinu is going to come to the, the key of what he's trying to speak, speak about. This is why when a person sighs over what he's lacking, and he extends his ruach, his spirit, which is his breath, he draws the spirit of life to that which he's lacking. So if I'm lacking something, for example, I need something and I'm lacking and I sigh over the fact that I'm lacking it, then that sigh is what brings life force to that which I'm lacking. Because the essence of what um, of, of lack in the world, what is missing, is actually whenever um, the spirit of life is void, it's not there. And this is why through sighing, one completes um, the lack. So Rabbeinu proves to hear that through our, our sign, we can bring completion to that which we're lacking, and this is why it's so precious, um, the sign of a Jew. So now Rabbeinu is going to um, explain where we get the spirit. So he asks, but from where did one receive the spirit of life, meaning this breath and this sigh through which um, a person lacks and whatever it is, where does he get that spirit, that life, that, uh, that breath? So Rabbeinu says like this, that the essence of the spirit of life we receive from the tzaddik and the, the rav of the generation. Because he says the essence of the spirit of life, the ruach chayim, exists in the Torah. It says in Parashat Bereshit that the spirit of God was hovering above the waters. And what did it say in the Zohar? It says that this is the reference to the Torah. So the Spirit of God is actually the Torah. And now we're going to prove how the Torah um, connects to the Tzaddik. Because we said that the essence of the Ruach Chaim we receive from the Tzaddik. So we just proved that Ruach Chaim comes from the Torah because the Spirit of God that was hovering above the waters is a reference to the Torah. So now let's prove how Torah is attached to the Tzaddik. It's the same idea. But Tzaddikim tzaddikim Torah. Rabbeinu said that tzaddikim are attached to the Torah, and this is why the essence of Ruach Hayim exists by the tzaddikim. Rabbeinu specifies, when you are attached to the tzaddik, the tzaddik is Sodolam, and the Rav of the generation, and by the way, Dor is not just every single generation, we talked about this before, it's, it's Dor is Moshe Rabbeinu, we know according to the Zohar Kadosh, 
And we know that this tzaddik is attached to the Torah. And within the Torah, there is the spirit. So because the tzaddik is attached to the Torah, and the Torah contains the spirit within it, then the tzaddik has the ruach by him. This is what is called the tzaddik. When they describe the tzaddik in the Torah, they say, the man who has spirit within him. It's a reference to Yosef. Oh no, my bad. I think it's um, maybe Moshe Rabbeinu, it seems like. Um, in Bamidbar. The man who has spirit within him. As Rashi says over there in that Pasuk, that he knows how to deal with every single Ruach, of every, the Ruach with the spirit of every single individual. So we see how Rashi uses there the word Ruach specifically. Because the Tzaddik knows how to, how to, how to distribute Ruach to every individual. We're going to see what this means. Because the tzaddik draws down and completes the spirit of life of every single individual. Why? Because we are lacking things. And whenever we sigh, it's a symbol to the fact that we're lacking something. We're sighing over that which we lack. The person sighs, he sighs over that which he's lacking because his simcha is not complete. He's, he's missing something. But whenever you sigh, we're going to see whenever you're attached to the tzaddik, and we're going to see how you do that. Um, then you draw your ruach from this tzaddik who's able to complete that which is lacking. So the spirit of life, the nishima, the breath in which we draw in and we draw out when we're sighing, is actually what brings life force and what brings vitality to us and completes that which we're lacking. It actually brings us what we need. This is the aspect of the northern wind which would blow upon the harp of David. Because the harp of David had five strings, which correlated, which corresponds to the five books of the Torah. Those five books. And the northern wind which would blow upon the harp. This is the same spirit as the Spirit of God which hovered above the waters, as is mentioned in Bereshit, this Spirit would come and play on the harp of David. So we see here that um, there's um, this tremendous um, connection between the two. So now Rabbanu is going to prove how. Because the Ruach Tzafon, the northern wind which would blow on David's harp, is the Ruach Hatzafun. It's not the northern wind. It's the Ruach Hatzafun, the hidden wind, the hidden spirit that is stored within the hearts of every single person. As it's brought down in the Tikkun, Tikkun Ezoar, Tikkun Samertet. So, Taruach had Safun, to play on the word Safun. Shehu Bechnat Taruach Haim, and this spirit that is contained within the heart of a person, uh, the heart of a person, is the spirit of life. Kitzif Tafon Chaser, because the north is lacking. So, you see here that Ve'achi Saron Ubalev, and Rabbanu is going to prove this, he's going to continue with this. And that which is lacking exists within the heart. Lack is in the heart. I'll give to you the request of your heart. Meaning the fact that you're requesting something from the heart. Because Hashem corresponds. David HaMelech writes here. The the request of your heart. Meaning your heart has a request. And because you have a request. It means you're lacking something. Because if you didn't lack it. You wouldn't request it at all. So we see here. That that which is lacking. Um, comes from the heart. And it says Hashem will fill all your requests. And Rabbeinu says that the essence of Ruach Haim comes is in the heart. All the organs are directed by the heart. Which is like a king. Um, 
and uh, it continues in Zohar, while the arteries are like the soldiers. It says in Yechezkel, El Asher Yesham Aruach Lelechet Chule. As it says, to wherever the Ruach intended to go. Because this is what it's, Rabbeinu uh, continues, this Ruach is in the heart. But what is lack? Lack is whenever Ruach departs. That the Ruach's place is in the heart. So it leaves the heart. And this is why when a person lacks something, he feels this in his heart. He feels the lack in his heart. This is why whenever your lack is filled, whenever you are uh, answered, which is this aspect of this spirit coming back, right? It says in the Pasuk, and I will give to you, and he shall give to you the requests of your heart. It says, Hashem shall fill all your requests. That which we said above. This is why Yisrael, this is why Am Yisrael, who received their life force from the Torah, we are called upon the aspect of the north. Because we talked about the northern wind. Um, I think that's, the, that's what it says. The, the northern wind, the wind that is hidden within the hearts of a person, it's all tzafon. Everything that tzafon has to do with the, the Ruach. It says, So we proves here why Amiskal are called upon, the, are corresponding to the north. It says, Against your nation, they, pl- they plot. They plot against your nation. And they take counsel um, upon your hidden ones. Obviously, is the final word, Tzafon. So Rabbanu says, um, Tzafonecha, which is your hidden one, which is a reference to Am Yisrael, is actually the same idea as Tzafon, which is spirit, which is um, what we mentioned above. So here, Rabbanu proves to us that the Ruach Chaim, which a person receives through his sigh, um, he receives from the Tzadik, who receives his life spirit from the Torah. And uh, Bnei Israel are actually um, attached to the Torah, and this is where we receive our life spirit. But now Rabbeinu is going to speak something uh, on the opposite side. However, the wicked people, and who are the wicked people? Those who speak against the Tzadik, contemptuously, haughtily, arrogantly, all these sort of adjectives. So Rabbeinu asks a question. From where do these wicked people who speak against the Tzadik um, receive their life spirit to complete that which they lack? So because they too need to, to complete their lacks. So Rabbeinu is going to explain. However, no. Not only is the Rav of Kedusha, there's the Rav of the generation. He says there's the Rav of the evil force. And he represents Esav. It says about Esav, Yesh li Rav. Esav says, I have a lot. But Rabbeinu is translating it here as Yesh li Rav. I have a Rav. Meaning Esav himself has a Rav who is his teacher of the evil side. So we prove from here that uh, the side of the evil forces, also there's a Rav there that draws down spirit to those who are lacking um, for the Rishayim who are lacking. And this Rav represents Alufei Esav, the tribal chiefs of Esav. The officer of Esav. And what did Unkelu say about the tribal chiefs of Esav? Rav Reve Esav. So we see here the play on the words Rav. Rav Reve. This represents the Rav of the evil forces. And from them, from this Rav of the uh, evil forces, all the Reshaim received their spirit. And uh, he represents the spirit of evil. Of impurity. 
on what is the spirit of impurity. It's not the northern wind which would play on David, uh, David's harp or the, nor- or the wind which hovered above the waters, which is a reference to the Torah we were talking about. This is the aspect of the storm wind that is brought in the prophecy of Yechezkel about the chariot, which we studied about in Lesson 6. But um, before the ascension that, um, that Yechezkel goes through, and before this prophecy he receives, he, in the prophecy he explains that he had to go through some Ruach Se'ara, which is um, what we translate as a storm wind, but it's actually a klipa, the reference to a klipa. So we see here that this, the, the Rav of the klipa receives his life, his spirit from the Ruach Se'ara. From, um, he gets a spirit because he's attached to the storm wind, which is the, the evil forces of it says, But Esav, my brother, is Ish Sa'ir, a hairy man. And what's Ish Sa'ir? Sa'ir is a play on the word Se'ara. It sounds the same. And this is why Rabbeinu is proving to us why the Reshaim sometimes have power. This is why their spirit is big and strong according to some time, for a little bit of time. Just like a storm wind. Which is very strong in its moment. And this is why it says, It says, um, He blows away all his enemies. Yafir Daika blows away specifically. Why? Because the way to defeat these evil forces and the spirit of evil, the storm wind, is whenever you overcome this uh, the, this evil spirit through Ruach Piv, the spirit of his mouth, which we talked about earlier. Is, um, he created, Hashem created the, um, the world through his Ruach Piv. He created all the hosts, all the angels through Ruach Piv, the spirit of his mouth, which is the Holy Spirit we're talking about. It's the opposite. So, um, um, so oh, so my bad. Rabban was saying here, you overcome them with the aspect of which is great in its time. However, this spirit. Um, of the evil forces doesn't have much um, uh, what do you call it? it it can't stand for long and at the end it's spent and it's lost it loses um, um, so we see here and it says its body is left wasted its body and soul are left wasted they are gone so this is the evil forces they're strong for some time but at the end they always they always fall. It says in Dvarim, and you shall pay his enemies to their face, to destroy them. Um Shalem to pay to repay his enemies. What does that mean? Meshalem means shalemut, completion. The completion of the lack which is drawn to him. This is the aspect of extended spirit that we talked about. And this is what it says, El Panav. Um, to his face, meaning he 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 pay, repays his enemies to his face. What is El Panav to his face? Because his face is an aspect of Ruach. The face represents Ruach. Their facial expressions bears witness against them. And what is this a reference to? It says in Yevamot, what are the facial expressions? It's the nose. And what is the nose? It's where spirit is drawn in. As he breathed into his nostrils the soul of life. So we see here the nose represents spirit. And what is the nose? It's the facial expression that we're talking about in Yeshaya. And uh, so the, uh, the essence of the face is the nose, which draws in the spirit. So we see here that face, 
whenever it's referenced to face, that he repays his enemy to their face. What's this idea? The face is the is the spirit. Meaning he uses spirit against them. This is the spirit. And it also says all that uh, the, the soul, which is the spirit of life, in his nostrils. But uh, to make him lose. To destroy these enemies. Because even though the enemies, the, the, the evil spirit, the evil storm, um, the storm wind is strong for a certain time, that's often in the end. In the end, it's lost, as we mentioned above. This is what it says in the Gemara Yerushalmi. There's uh, slow to anger for the wicked. So let's see what, what it means there. Um, and it says, look in Tikkun Yudchet. Or look at Eruvin, my bad. Look in the Gemara Eruvin. Um, and you see there, look in Gemara Elvin, Daf Chavbet Amudbet. And there you'll see um, this idea. This slow, this, uh, God is like um, slow to anger with the wicked. Why? So Rabbeinu is going to explain. The Ruach Hanishima, the spirit of uh, breath, is the aspect of slow to anger. This is what it says. He's slow to anger, meaning he's patient. But he collects his due. This is a reference to Hashem. Because even though the fact that um, for a certain amount of time the spirit is strong and it's uh, it's very powerful, this is obviously a reference to the wicked. This is what it's the idea of extended spirit. Extended spirit, he extends his um, his anger. Even in, but at the end, however, he loses, um, Hashem collects his due basically and he he makes the Rashaim lose. This is why Israel are called Anya Soara. Anya is afflicted, Soara is and uh, assaulted. We're afflicted and assaulted. Because right now we're under the rule of Esav, the hairy man, which is the Isha'ir, the Ruach Se'ara, from the storm wind, which is the aspect of the storm wind that we talked about above. But one who's attached to the tzaddikim received their spirit of life, the completion of their lack, from the tzaddik and the holy love. Rabbanu is just explaining the difference here between the reshaim and the tzaddikim. The reshaim received their spirit from their rav, who's Esav, and the rav of Esav. Um, but um, in the end, Esav loses. And uh, we're going to see here. I'm is going to continue. Therefore, this is what it says in Mishle, the wise man shall atone. Because where does lack come from? The reason why we lack is because of sin. There's no death without sin. There's no suffering without uh, transgression. I will punish uh, their transgression with the rod, with the shevet. Um, and their sin with plagues. This is what it says. And uh, this is what it says in Tehidim. This is why the Tzaddik who draws down and he, um, he completes that which is lacking, he is able to atone for sin. Um, as we just proved here, that we said here that um, there's no death without sin and there's no suffering without uh, what we call transgression. Um, so here we see here that the tzaddik was able to atone 
and draw down the spirit is able to atone for sin, uh, transgression, and able to complete that which is lacking. And this is because of the great compassion and the great mercy that Hashem has. That basically, this is an awesome idea that Hashem constricted Himself. He contracted Himself. My bad. He contracted Himself to um, to become the spirit of life by the tzaddikim. He made Himself very small so that He can concentrate Himself within the ruachayim, and the tzaddikim are able to attach themselves to to this ruachayim, which is an essence of godliness. Because the tzaddikim, we said they received the ruach from the Torah, and they draw down the ruach to that which is lacking. And through that, we described that whenever they draw down which is lacking with ruach they they complete that which is lacking through ruach spirit of life. They are able to atone for sins because sin is because of lack. And this is the aspect of the thirteen. Traits of mercy. Hashem, Hashem, kel rachum v'chanun er chapayim. Hashem, Hashem, kel rachum v'chanun, the merciful and compassionate God. Er chapayim, he's slow to anger. He's patient. Er chapayim, u'bechinat ruach. Patience is the aspect of spirit. That he has extended spirit. This is the sigh over that which is lacking. This is extended spirit. Extended breath. This is what it says at the end. Uh, in the thirty midot tachachamim, the Rav Chesed is very com- uh, he has tremendous Chesed, the Emet, and he's truthful. Kemosh Shamanu, as we said above, shemekablina ruachaim at tzadik rav dipusha, that we that shemekablina ruachaim that the tzadik, the holy Rav, he receives his ruachaim. Sheu Rav Chesed, my bad. Shemekablina ruachaim at tzadik rav dipusha, that we receive our ruachaim from the tzadik. Sheu Rav Chesed, who is very uh, who. Rav Chesed, who has tremendous Chesed, who is the opposite of Esav, the, the evil Rav, who is completely red, which is the strength of judgment. We know red represents Din. So Din is obviously the opposite of Chesed. So we see here that Tzadik is full of Chesed, he's Rav Chesed, and um, um, he's able to draw down this spirit. He's compassion. He's He's patient, and he's uh, what do you call? He extends spirit, which is the, the tzaddik's job to extend spirit down to to those who are lacking. And the tzaddik is Rav Chesed. He is full of Chesed because he is um, um, Chesed, the opposite of Esav, which is Din. And truthful. This is what it says, and truthful. Obviously, all these are a 13 midot, 13 traits of God, but we just said that Hashem's chesed is that He's able to draw down His spirit to become contracted so much that Hashem contracts Himself to become ruach chaim for the tzaddikim. So we see here this is also a reference to the traits of this tzaddik who's able to draw down this ruach. So that Hashem, the tzaddik, is truthful. The tzaddik receives its ruach haim, the spirit of life, from the Torah, which is called Torah emet, the truthful Torah. That it says that the truthful Torah was in his mouth. So we see here, tzaddik receives from the emet, which is the Torah. This is what it says. He keeps, he stores chesed he stores chesed, kindness for thousands of generations. What is it for gen- thousands, thousands of generations? This is Alufe Esav. I play on the words, the tribal chiefs of Esav. 
Rav Revi Esav, the Rav, the, the rabbis of Esav, Shem Rav Diklipa, which is the Rav of, of the Klipa. He stores Chesed. Because what did we say Chesed is? Chesed is the Holy Rav. What is Notzer? He keeps in check Umamtik and he sweetens the tribal chiefs of Esav. So the Tzadik is constantly in battle with the Rav, the Rav of Esav. And he's Notzer. He fights against, he keeps in check this uh, this Rav of Esav. Rav of Esav. This is why he's forgiving. And... Um, um, he's forgiving of sin and transgression. Because what did he say earlier? Because through the spirit of life, which completes that which is lacking, that is drawn through the tzaddik because of our sigh. Whenever we sigh, we draw the spirit from the tzaddik. We said earlier, the tzaddik, through this extended spirit, is able to atone for sin. This is the wise man shall atone. As we said above, this is what it says, that he's forgiving of sin and transgression. Kanan. Uh, as we mentioned above. And when one sighs, he draws down. So now we're on to the new section. Here we explain that the tzaddik is able to atone for sin and how the tzaddik, he draws down the 13 midot to a person who is able to sigh in holiness. We're going to see all of this, what it means when he sighs in holiness. And to be attached to the tzaddik, all this stuff. Rabban was going to explain this a little bit more. <coughs> so, now we're beginning to understand really the truth, the truthful, precious, the, the preciousness and the, the great awesomeness that a, person, that a Jew does, the great rectification that a Jew does whenever he sighs, specifically when it's a holy sigh. So behold, when one sighs, we explain that he draws a spirit of life to that which is lacking. That's which he's sighing over, and um, meaning the lack in which he's sighing over, and he completes that which he's lacking. So the sigh over which he's lacking, because the person sighs only whenever he's missing something. Um, so the tzaddik is able to take that sigh, he draws wachayim, um, you draw your breath from the tzaddik at that, at that moment, and that which you're lacking over, through that sigh, the tzaddik is able to complete with the spirit he draws into you. But Rabbeinu says to provoke the wicked, as we were talking about earlier, this fight between the tzaddikim, the tzaddik of the generation, and the klipa of Esav. Rabbeinu says to provoke reshaim, it's impossible. Not everyone can do that. Because whenever the rasha sighs, and he, um, because whenever a person provokes the rasha, and the rasha is sighing, and he draws his ruach from the rav, from his rav of the klipa, the opposite Rav, the, the, the Rav who is opposing this Tzaddik, the Tzaddik Aymet, and his spirit now is great in this moment, as we were talking about earlier, that it's a Ruach Se'ara, the storm wind, which is very strong for a certain period. So when the Rasha is now sighing, um, he's very strong. So Rabbeinu says, not everyone can provoke Rashaim. And this is why I said, Kol Rav, he blows away. Because now it's a reference to the Rashaim, the, the enemies, the enemies of the Rasha, he blows away. And the, the Rasha is able to damage this person. This Maybe from the, the person from the side of the Tzadikim. God forbid. Now makes us understand. Not every person is able to provoke Rasha'im. If he is not a complete Tzadik. You have to be a complete Tzadik. And what is a Tzadik Gamur? A complete Tzadik. A complete Tzadik has the quality of what? 
no sin will befall the tzaddik. The tzaddik cannot have any sin associated with him. Because the tzaddik has completely nullified and exiled every single evil part of him. Every single aspect of bad. Until literally he is so certain that not one single sin will come onto him, will, will stumble upon him. Meaning even accidentally he won't fall into sin because he's so certain that he's completely removed every single aspect of bad. This is what Rabbeinu categorizes a tzaddik has. So not everyone can provoke Hashem until you have this aspect. But now Rabbeinu is going to set something up awesome. The idea is like this. Four elements. Fire, earth, fire, wind, uh, water, and earth. And above them, above these four elements, the root of these four elements are the four letters of Yud Kevavke. What brings life to these four elements, what creates these four elements, is the name of the name of Hashem. Yud Kevavke, each letter bringing down a certain element and uh, responsible for a certain element. And below this. Um, these elements uh, my bad and below the name of Hashem they're mixed um, evil and good um, <clears throat> the name of no I think below meaning down here what happens good becomes mixed with uh, evil so we explained the four elements and above the four elements there's the roots the root of these four elements what brings life to these four elements are the four letters of Yudkevavke so Rabbeinu not says that below here, good and bad are, are mixed together. But the true, complete tzaddik, who separated um, evil from good completely, meaning he knows, uh, he, he's removed all the bad from within him. So the bad and the good are completely separate. He's able to distinguish. Until literally, there's not one single bad thing that is left from the four elements. Because all the... The evil can stem from these things. As we talked about in lesson four, the four elements um, represent the four midot ra'ot, all the, the evil traits and all the stuff that, were, that we talked about in lesson four, like arrogance and the, 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 the lust the person has, whatever it is. Shem klala midot So by the tzaddik, not one single bad thing is left from the four elements, which are the encompassment of all the traits, as we know because we talked about in lesson four. The four elements encompass all the traits. And when a person is in this aspect of tzaddik gamu, he's able to provoke reshaim. He's able to fight against reshaim. And the idea, every single wicked person, it's, it's obligated that this person has a funnel, a channel through which he receives, through which he receives through this channel, this funnel, um, his spirit, in order to complete that which he's lacking. And Rabban was explaining what is this channel, this spirit, this uh, this funnel through which he receives this ruachaim from the rav, from his evil rav. It's actually the the evil trait from one of the four elements that he's um, empowered by. This is the channel on the pathway through he, which he received through this pathway. This Ruach Chaim, this spirit of life, in order to complete his lack, which is obviously an evil lack. But when the Tzaddik wants to make this person fall, this Rasha fall, he's forced. And this is why Rabbeinu says not everyone can provoke Rasha'im, because look what he's going to have to do. 
the tzaddik is forced to descend into that evil trait through which this rasha is empowered in order to subdue and to damage this funnel this channel to which the rasha to which the rasha receives his life force this is why the tzaddik has to be a complete tzaddik who has no bad so that he shouldn't give strength or so that the strength of the Ruach Sara should not overpower him. Which, and what is this Ruach Sara, the storm wind? Is the Ruach Chaim, the spirit of life of this wicked person. Um, the, so that God forbid this evil spirit of this Rasha shouldn't rule over and damage this Tzaddik at the time where he descends to this evil trait of this Rasha to damage it. Because we talked about the tzaddik has to descend into this evil trait, which is the funnel through which the rasha receives his ruach chayim, in order to damage it so that the rasha cannot receive his life force and kill the rasha, basically. Because the bad has no grasp and hold on the complete tzaddik. And he has no, and this rasha, and this, um, and, um, Evil has no place to hold upon this tzaddik And also, this evil trait um, itself, that the tzaddik goes, descends in order to subdue, has no grasp as well. God forbid. The only reason why the tzaddik goes down there, not to fall, God forbid, it's only to, to actually make that evil trait subdued and to make it uh, crumble. And it says Avram went up from Mitzrayim, meaning Avram was never affected by Egypt. He went up completely the same way. Making a massive kiddush. You know, Rabbeinu says, um, with his letter combination, specifically with the Rabbeinu writes in Chaim Oran, I'm unique when it comes to this play on words with Rashi Tevot and all these sort of letter uh, mixing. He says, I'm, I'm unique. No one has seen... Um, the world has not seen uh, a person who can do things like this. So look at look how awesome this is. Mashpil Rashi'im Ade'aret. He makes the Rashi'im fall until the earth. Rashi Tevot, this is the acronym of Esh Ruach Maimafar. Mashpil Rashi'im Ade'aret, you have Mem, Resh, Ayin, Aleph. These are the same uh, words as Esh. These are the same letters that start with the words Esh, Ruach, Maim, Afar. Fire, uh, wind, water, and earth. So, Mashpil Rashayim Ada'aretz has within that phrase the four elements, which are the four elements, which encompass all the traits. That until literally the tzaddik has to completely rid himself and purify himself from all these evil traits from, that stem from these four elements, until literally there's not one single grasp of evil of one single trait of the four elements. Because what is this Pasuk referencing? So Rabban is going to say uh, right now. And th- then, and whenever he removes all the bad, he's become a tzaddik. And specifically, whenever he separates the evil from all the four elements, all these four elements, then he's able to make the Rishayim fall up until the earth, um, down until the earth. As we mentioned above, meaning only one who can provoke the Rashaim is one who subdues the, the Mem of Mashpi, the Resh of Rashaim, the Ayn of Adeh, and Aleph of Aret, which are the four elements. What is not true of a Tzaddik who is not complete, even though that he doesn't sin, even so, even if a Tzaddik doesn't sin, it's possible that he hasn't separated 
he hasn't separated the evil completely, and the evil is still potential. It's forbidden for this person who is not tzaddik gamur to provoke the Hashem because there's a place, there's there's, it's possible that the or there's a place for the evil to grab onto him. It's, it's able to damage him. Then the um, the 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 extended spirit of this rasha is able to damage this tzaddik because the rasha's spirit is strong in its time. What we talked about earlier, this storm wind. It says, Don't engage in conflict with the Mereim. They say this pasuk about someone whose heart worries. So, Let's see what it means. Uh, don't engage in conflict with the Mereim. Um, and um, let's see. And uh, the Gemara said in Masada Brachot, this is a reference to a person whose heart is still worrying. Meaning, a person whose heart worries cannot engage in conflict with these Mereim. We're going to see here. What did Rashi say? One who fears from sin in his hand. Specifically in his hand. This is what we said. Because the truth is, he has no sin. It's that he fears still from the sins um, that are in his hand, meaning that he still might be able to fall into. Because the evil is still potential. Because he hasn't merited the pasuk in which we talked about earlier, that no sin will befall the tzaddik. Meaning, the only difference between this tzaddik and the tzaddik gamur is that they both don't do sin. But the tzaddik gamur... Um, is certain that he won't fall into sin. But this tzaddik, uh, who isn't complete, he's not certain that he evil will befall him, or that sin will, will, he will stumble into sin. That he won't stumble into sin, my bad. That, he's, that there's still a possibility that he might fall. This is the chidush This is why it's so forbidden for this person to fight against the Hashayim that we mentioned above. This is the... Why do you hold your peace? When Rasha swallowed Sadiq greater than him. <coughs> so what do, we mean? what do we mean by this? The Chachamim say, The Tzadik greater than he, the Rasha. Um, he swallows. Specifically he swallows. But what does it say in the Gemara? I better didn't finish it. It doesn't mention it here, but if you look there in the Gemara, it says the tzaddik greater than him, he swallows, but not the tzaddik gamur. So let's see what Rabbanu is, what we just talked about earlier. And now this pasuk, this uh, this Gemara makes sense, and this pasuk makes sense that when the Rasha swallows a great a tzaddik greater than him, um, a great tzaddik greater than him, but not a tzaddik gamur. he specifically swallows. Rabbanu says he literally swallows his tzaddik with his extended spirit, with his evil spirit that he receives, which is strong in its moment. But the tzaddik gamur, the complete tzaddik, he cannot swallow. Why? Because his heart doesn't worry uh, or fear from uh, suspecting that he's going to fall into the sin. God forbid. Now Rabbeinu adds, and he, he incorporates something very s- subtly, but something awesome here. 
It's an incredible union. Rabbanu says, the reason why the tzaddik is able to, uh, doesn't get, the tzaddik gamor doesn't get swallowed by the rasha, because he completely removed all the bad uh, from within him, from all the, the traits and all his, his evil desires which come from the four elements. And this is why this tzaddik gamur, and look at this, pay attention to, the, to this phrase, v'chol hanilvim enav, and all those who are joined in with him, all those who are attached to him, one who is attached to the tzaddik, specifically one who is attached to the tzaddik emet, is able, is allowed, is uh, permitted to provoke the reshaim. So look up, look up. You have to pay attention because the words of Rabbeinu are very, very precise. Every single word. We just talked about earlier how the tzaddik, um, the tzaddik, even a, a, a tremendous tzaddik, but who hasn't, who still suspects that he might fall into sin, God forbid, he cannot fight against the reshaim. But even a person like us, simple people like us, who are completely attached to the tzaddik, but behemoth, not uh, fake, one who's com- considered nilveh elav, one who's considered joined in with the tzaddik, he doesn't have to be a complete tzaddik, he can be worse than the other person, but as long as he's attached to the complete tzaddik, the tzaddik gamor, the complete tzaddik, then he's able to fight against the Hashem, even with other tzaddikim cannot do, because they are not attached to the true tzaddik. So look at this. Because this Tzaddik, this true tzaddik, complete tzaddik, is able to descend into the conduits of these evil traits, uh, of their of the Rishayim's evil traits, which they are empowered through, and he's able to break them and to nullify them. And this is how he subdues the Rishayim to the earth. As we mentioned above. Section 6, this is the last one. And to come to this, to separate the and to nullify the evil from within the good, who is only possible through prayer and through study. Through Torah and Tfilah. So what did it mean to study? Rabbeinu says like this, to study the Torah by delving into its depth, delving into the depth of Halakha. The study of Halakha. That means to study the codifiers. Because within the Torah, there's the aspect of good and evil. Which are holding on from the aspect of Isur and Heter. Prohibited and permitted. Pure and impure. Proper and improper. These elements exist within the Torah. So this is the idea that some things are good. Within the Torah, there's the aspect of the... Some, there's a lot say you cannot do this then you can do this all this stuff but um, there's the aspect of both the good and evil in the Torah um, obviously the Torah is completely pure but there's the elements in which the Torah describes as evil things to do or not to do whatever it is um, all this stuff has the aspects of two there's the opposites the pure the impure whatever it is um, so there's the the tov and the ra within the Torah and as long as a person doesn't purify the halakha, meaning, what is halakha? Meaning to, to make a pathway to know that one side is good from the other, to do this, not to do that, or not to do this, to do that. Um, whenever you do this halakha, because this is the study of halakha, to know exactly what to do, this is what Rabbeinu was so makpid on studying halakha, because halakha is able to tell a person which way to go exactly. It's the pathway a person walks in. Not to do this, to do this. A person has to study halakha. The Jew is the essence of halakha. Because what is Rabbeinu saying? Why does study of halakha, delving into the depth of halakha, to study halakha, is so important. This is what the Torah and Tira is. That when a person studies halakha, now he's able to completely nullify the bad within him. So 
Let's see what he says here. As long as the halakha isn't purified, tov, good and evil is still mixed in. This is why a person is not able to separate and to nullify the good from the evil from the good. And this person who is not able to separate these two concepts, he is what we say in Mishle, and the one who seeks for evil will come to it will come to him. One who seeks out bad, it will come to him. Until literally what? He delves in and he purifies the, the, the law of halakha and he's able to separate um, and to purify the asur from the mutah. He's able to separate these two concepts, asur mutah, to know exactly what to do. What is allowed and what is not allowed to do. Dahanu limut poskim. Rabban was saying that through the study of halakha, azam afrish he separates good from evil. But to, to, to merit, to know this intellect, to know how to separate, to know how to study halakha be'emet, that he's able to delve into the depth of halakha, that's only possible through prayer. Because through prayer, one's intellect is drawn to him. So one needs intellect to study halakha, but before one studies halakha, one needs to pray. This is what Rabbeinu says. Tfila Torah Tfila. Pray, study, pray. Because before a person studies, one must pray first, first so that his sechel is brought to him in order that he's able to delve and to separate the good from the bad. So we'll start with section Zion next. Obviously, there's a lot of concepts here. But the preciousness of the Ruachayim, which we receive from the Tzadikim, and on the opposite side from the, the Reshaim, but one who's attached to the Tzadik is able to fight and provoke these Reshaim. And um, we speak about here about these ideas of separating good from evil and to nullify the evil to become a Tzadik Amor, one must study Halakha in depth. Um... And the only way it's possible to study halakha in depth and to nullify all the bad that you have is um, through tefillah. So, God willing, next class we start with Ozzayim.